You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 310, Writing Your Memoirs. One of the questions I get fairly regularly as an author is, how do I write my story? How do I tell my story? How do I write my memoirs? And the question I always ask, and this is this is point number one, it's what are you wanting to convey? If it's just you think you've had an interesting life and you want to just kind of start with, I was born at a very young age and tell your story, uh, that may or may not generate any traction. It might not mean anything to anybody except you and your family. That doesn't mean don't write it, but let's be realistic as well. But at the same time, I've got a friend who's a organ donor transplant recipient and has been, uh, he survived a number of years after having that. And um, it's quite a dramatic story. And I've encouraged him. I've said, write this story because this is something that people need to hear. This is something that will resonate with people. Uh, another example, as a pastor, you know, I talk to people who have dealt with trauma, possibly dealt with abuse, or just dealt with very difficult situations in their life, but they've overcome. With God's help and by God's grace and through God's power, they've overcome and now they're out on the other side and living um, really a victorious life. And so this is another story that would resonate with people because we all go through stuff. We all have our issues, whatever it is. Some are worse than others, of course, but we all have our stuff. And so when we when we read a story by someone who's overcome something, it might not be exactly the same thing, but we still can draw strength from that. It's insightful. It helps us. And so it's a story that's going to resonate with us. So that's a great story to convey. Uh, another idea for memoirs, for someone who's possibly served in the military. I've got friends who have served in the military in the uh, Gulf War conflicts or in Afghanistan. And, you know, when you talk to them, um, you know, every day is not a movie. Every day is not, you know, craziness. But still, there are stories to tell. And, uh, you know, I've got one friend who, who basically, when the the, the War in Iraq started in 2003. He fought his way as a Marine, fought his way across Iraq. And, you know, and I've told him, I said, man, this would be such a great story. And, you know, the thing is, it, it it's kind of daunting um, to sit down and, and say, hey, I'm going to write this book. But people are interested. It resonates with people. And uh, and what you'll find is it's actually very very therapeutic as well. Now, in my case, and I think one of the reasons people ask about this is I've got two collections of memoir stories, and these are from my police career. Now, I've done a lot of stuff in my life. I'm almost 60 years old, and I've done a lot of stuff in my life besides my police career. 
But it is interesting. It's fascinating. People want to know about it. So I wrote a collection of stories from my police career called Street Cop, and it actually did pretty well. And then I actually wrote a sequel called uh, Street Cop 2 Reloaded, and that one did well as uh, did well also. So um, it's something that resonates with people. But eventually, I'll probably write some 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 stories from my my missionary. Uh, time as a missionary. My wife lived as missionaries in Africa. We've lived in missionaries as missionaries in uh, South America and Brazil and traveled a lot. So, so there's lots of opportunities to write stories that are interesting to people. So the, the first thing you really want to ask yourself if you're going to write your memoirs is, what is it I want to convey? What's the primary reason that you're writing? Do you have a story to tell that's going to resonate with people? Now listen, if, if, if you haven't had anything crazy to write about, that doesn't mean you don't write. Um, every story is interesting, but also if you're thinking about writing a book that's going to be a bestseller, uh, what is it that you're going to convey? What is it that's going to attract people's attention and be that bestseller? Um, you know, so it's definitely something to to look at. Now, I've got a, a friend right now who's who's actually in hospice. She's she's an elderly lady, and and. In her 80s, she's produced two books, two collections of poems. One, even after she was in hospice, she rushed and got this collection of poems done and got it published. And this was something that, that, that she had on her heart. I, her first book, we, she and I talked back and forth many times. She was just kind of asking questions and asking for advice. And of course, I'm cheering her on saying, come on, let's do it, let's do it. And she went through a lot of struggles, a lot of heartaches and headaches uh, in her life and, and, and many challenges. And, and so these, these books that she's produced are collections of poems of God's grace to her during these times. And so they're very uh, autobiographical. They convey a lot of her story and what she's been through, even as she's battled cancer here towards the end. And so it's just amazing. There's no excuse um, for somebody to say, well, I just can't do it. Um, you know, here's a woman who's in her 80s who's produced two two collections of poems and they're they're available on Amazon right now so um so what's the what are you wanting to convey what's the primary reason that you're writing number 2 if you're going to write your memoirs you got to start and that sounds silly but you know I've talked to people over and over again who oh I've got this idea or you know this happened to me and I'd like to write about it and you know well how much have you got written oh well nothing I haven't started look start writing your story you can edit it later. You can go back and revise and edit it. That's a whole different process we can talk about another time. But um, you've got to get it out of your head and onto the computer screen. Uh, if you never start, you'll never get it done. And so you've got to get started. So start writing. Sit in front of your computer, open a file, and start typing. And what you'll find is, if you do really have a story inside of you, it'll start to come out. Number three, as you've started your story, you're going now, you're writing it, each story from your life, each episode from your life can be a chapter. Because a lot of times people are like, well, how do I, how do I organize this? How do I, how do I put this story together? And you know what I would, one of the things I would recommend is read some memoirs, read some autobiographies. How, how do other people organize their stories? And that'll give you some ideas. It'll give you some hints for how to organize yours. But, you know, when I wrote Street Cop and then Street Cop 2, what I did was I kind of organized the stories. I really didn't know what I was doing at the time. But uh, I organized the stories kind of around different themes. 
And, you know, they're not necessarily chronological, but, but it's a, a pretty good idea of, you know, what, what my life was like as a police officer for 30 years. So, um, you know, take a look at other people's books. And, 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 and if you want to write an outline, and this is actually a really good idea, it's always good to start with an outline. But even if you don't, um, you know, each chapter can be one. But what I found is when I write an outline, um, you know, for whatever type of story I'm writing, uh, the outline, the, the main points of that the outline become my chapters. And a good outline will really help you to write your story. go away. We will be right back. I've still got several more, four exactly, four more points to talk about when we're talking about writing our memoirs. But I want to let you know, this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my books, Street Cop and Street Cop 2 Reloaded. You know, in, in, in the year 2021, there has never been a greater attack on the men and women in blue who protect us every single day. The thin blue line is really the only thing that protects us from a lawless society. If you were to take the police out of America today, we would decay into anarchy within within a few weeks. And so the police, um, you know, I've got the utmost respect for the men and women in blue. Of course, I did it for 30 years myself. And so I recommend... Take a look at these books. Um, you know, these books have been out for a while now, but I still get comments on them. I still have people reach out to me and say, man, I read this book and it just resonated with me, so I'm going to try and get into law enforcement. I've had several people who say they're getting into law enforcement because they read my street cop books. So check them out. These are true stories from my law enforcement career. I don't tell anybody else's story. These are things that I dealt with. They're all true. They're all exciting. They're all, some will disturb you, some will amuse you. I think I say in one of the prefaces, but check them out. You can go to Amazon, read a little bit for free, I believe, and, uh, and then click on the buy button because I know you will enjoy Street Cop and Street Cop 2 Reloaded. All right, well, just a quick recap. We're talking about writing your memoirs. You know, 80% of the people in America, the last uh, poll I read said 80% of the people in America felt like they could write a book. They felt like they had a book inside of them. Well, if that's the case, here's some ideas. First of all, ask yourself these questions. What are you wanting to convey? Why are you writing? What's the primary reason? Um, this is a big deal because this will kind of focus where you're going with your story. And then number two, you got to start writing. Quit talking about it. Sit down in front of your computer and start writing your story. Number three, as you go, as you start writing, let each story, each incident, each thing that you're talking about kind of guide you and be your chapters. Um, I mean, it's great to write outlines, and I encourage you to write an outline, but, but let's face it, most folks aren't trained writers, and they're kind of not really sure what to do. Well, the main thing is get started, and you can kind of start organizing it later. And a lot of times what I found with Street Cop is I would write about an incident, and then I'd save it. And then I'd go and I'd write about another incident. And then I would save it. And then I would go back later and I would organize them and, and put them into the, the order that I wanted, the order that would fit best for the book. All right, well, number four is, 
And this is, this is where once you start making some progress in your story, maybe even after you've gotten done with a, uh, the first draft or the majority of the first draft, you start asking yourself, what is important and what isn't? What is important and what isn't? This is where being ruthless with yourself and getting some help might be a good idea. Um, as I said, most people aren't trained writers. That doesn't mean you can't write a book, but it does mean that you probably will need some help. And this might cost you a little bit of money, or maybe you know some people that are talented and you know really good, um, you know, with their 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 skills, their editing skills, their copywriting skills. It might be good to sit down and talk to them. And 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 as you go through the story, you know. Ask yourself, is this really important? If I was reading about this particular incident in somebody else's memoirs, would I care? Would I care? And that's why I said earlier, you know, read a few other people's biographies or autobiographies and memoirs and, and ask yourself, you know, um, you know, is, is what I'm writing here, is this really interesting? And because what you'll find is most books where people have written stories about themselves, they, they don't include every minute detail. I mean, that's the thing that sometimes when I'm reading a story, I'll get bogged down when I'm reading and, you know, let's, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it flowing. I want people to enjoy what they are reading. Number five, editing and revision is important. You don't just sit down at your computer dump out a first draft, and then publish it. It doesn't work that way because what's going to happen is no matter how good you are, there are going to be typos, there are going to be bad sentences, there's going to be stuff that you left out, you're going to leave out words. I mean, look, it just happens. I mean, I'll go back and edit and revise and edit and revise, and I've got somebody that helps me do that, and you know, we'll go back and we'll still miss things. So editing and revision is very important. I mean, I typically revise a manuscript five, six, seven, eight times before I hit publish. Um, use the grammar tools or the software um, that, that's available. Um, most, like if you're using Microsoft Word, uh, not my favorite, but you know what? It, it, it'll work. And if you're using Microsoft Word, there are grammar tools, there are spell checks that will help you. I was always amazed... Um, when, when I was teaching in the school of ministry at our church and people would submit papers to me with blatant misspellings that they had done it in Microsoft Word. And I know Microsoft Word had caught it, underlined it in red, and yet they still didn't change it. I've helped people edit manuscripts. And, and I'll go through reading, and I know Microsoft Word told them that this was wrong, and they still didn't change it. Listen, use the grammar tools that are available. Spell check, and then there's, there's even software available. One of them's called Grammarly. Grammarly will help you uh, modify your sentences, create sentences that, that, that sound better. And, and again, like I said, you've got to be ruthless with this. This is something where you have to really um, go after it, change the things that need to be changed, edit, delete, and revise. Number six, what about your cover design and what about your formatting? Let's talk about formatting for a minute. Formatting is one of those things that, um, especially if you're self-publishing, uh, you want to make sure you get it right because if the, the, the formatting is off, your margins are going to be off, you're going to have a, a one pair or one one chapter is going to start at the bottom of the page. The next one's going to start at the middle of the page. You want some uniformity, 
And this might be, again, we're getting somebody to help you or getting some, some better software to help you publish, but, um, but it can be done. I mean, any of this can be done. Um, if you're using a publishing service, my friend, who, who, who the elderly lady that I told you who published the uh, collections of poems, um, she had a publishing service that she actually paid some money to, and they helped her. They kind of did the formatting for her, helped her design, or they basically designed the cover for her. And, you know, that's great. If you don't want to deal with it, pay somebody else to do it. That's perfect. Um, cover design is important. Uh, when I first started writing my first four books, I had a publisher, and they they actually took care of the covers. Uh, my last ten books or so, um, I've basically self-published myself through Amazon, which is a great way to go. You actually make more money that way. But, um, you know, my first few covers when I started doing that, I was doing myself. And, you know, they're just not that great. And I've gone back and had several of them uh, redone. I've had several of these covers redone uh, by uh, professional cover designers. I was able to uh, actually find someone in India who does it for a reasonable price and does great work, and uh, so it's something to think about. I would I would definitely say let's spend a little money on the cover because you know what people do judge a book by its cover. So let's do it. Let's do it right the first time, and uh, it really will make a difference. And then the last thing I want to touch on for writing our memoirs is publishing. We've kind of talked about this a little bit. How do you publish it? Do you get somebody else to do it? Do you do it yourself? Uh, the reality is if you're not well known, you know, if your name's not John Grisham or James Patterson or, uh, you know, uh, pick your John Maxwell in the leadership realm or, you know, Malcolm Gladwell or, you know, pick your, pick your famous author name, Stephen King, um, a publishing company is not just going to throw money at you. Uh, it doesn't work that way. When I when I first started trying to find a publisher for my first four books, uh, thankfully it only took me about four or five rejection letters. I've talked to other people that have gotten as many as twenty, so I think I had five, probably four, five, six re- rejection letters before I found a publisher that would take me. And even then, I had to pay for part of the process. They covered most of it, but I still had to pay for part of it. Now, if you're doing, uh, if you're using a publishing service like I mentioned, my friend did. You know, you'll pay some money. They'll help you with the formatting and the cover and even the distribution. So that's not a bad way to go either because it's going to help you get your book out there. Uh, Amazon is, you know, if you can handle working through Amazon, which is really not that difficult using their publishing platform, it's a great way to go because it's free. Um, it's not hard to use at all, but it does take a little bit of work and, and, and a little bit of trial and error. So definitely something to think about. Do I want to do this myself or do I want to pay someone else to do it? Either way, get your book published. So talking about writing our memoirs, quick recap. What are you wanting to convey? Number two, start writing. Number three, uh, talking about the outline. Let each story or each incident be a chapter. Number four, what's important and what's not? we got to start being ruthless with ourselves. Um... Number five, editing and revision is very, very important. There's something about reading a book with a lot of errors that just doesn't set well with most people. Uh, Cover design and formatting. You probably want to get a little help with this, but you can definitely do it yourself if you want. Just understand that there is some power, a real power in having a professionally designed cover. 
And then publishing. How do you want to do it? You want to do it yourself or do you want to pay someone else? Well, for all my other fellow authors out there, what did I miss? I'd love to hear back from you. Go to davidspell.com, leave me a question or comment in the comment section for today's post. If I can help you, drop me an email at david at david at david at davidspell.com and, uh, you know, I'd be more than happy to talk to you about uh, consulting with you on your book and, uh, you know, we could get it out there. While you're at davidspell.com, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so that we can stay in touch. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. Always great to talk about writing, and we'll see you next week on Leading and Learning.